everyone. Welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the anime series with two, this time three, old friends coming together from, at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there are real world factors that crept into the writing or the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan. I'm a lifelong fan. Uh, familiar with all aspects of the franchise. Ed, he's familiar with it and uh, there's nearly nothing he got into it. Jehu here, he has his own story. So uh, man, Jehu, like, give us, I don't know if we really lend it to it, but give us a little like background of your um, your familiarity with the, with the franchise. Oh God. The thing is, I think, I know I'm a couple years older than Ed. So I probably, too, I think, yeah. Say what? I mean, I think I probably should have been too old for Transformers when it hit. Apparently, I'm the baby here. But, uh, but I was, I there was like a few years of my life where it just broke my brain. You know how, <laughs> like, you know, you know when when you're a kid and you like look at trees and clouds and you see you like make up shapes that you see and stuff. I always saw Transformers. Like it was, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what about them because I, um, uh, by the time Transformers had hit, I'd already decided I'm done with He Man, I'm done with, uh, I'm done with, uh, GI Joe. None of those things were really doing anything for me, mm. but this stuff just drove me nuts. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, but I went through a long phase without you know, doing really much with the Transformers, besides the fact that I have a podcast that has a related to Transformers, you know, uh, uh, rating system. Um, I, my box of Transformers from when I was a kid got lost in some move. So I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not interested in those, even though obviously, as you can see behind me, I love toy men. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't really do Transformers, but, uh, I don't know. I'd say a year or so back, uh, I was having a day where I was pretty bummed out and I decided I'll watch the 80, uh, 86 movie and I enjoyed it. And then I remembered seeing that I'd seen the, uh, studio series, uh, hot rod at target. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy that. And that's going to solve my problems. <laughs> and when I got there, they didn't have it anymore, but they did have studio series Grimlock. And I never had Grimlock as a child. I, um, I, uh, so I was like, I'm going to buy that. And you know what? It did fix my problems. I was happy after that. So I was like, well, I'll just buy this one. Plus therapy. Now I'm done. It, it, and, it actually, uh, it actually made you feel better. It's 100% made me feel better. Cause every time I, every time I do that and, and I don't buy toys anymore because of that. Um, cause every now and then there's a, a, you know, a time where like, I'll be looking through like Amazon or hobby link Japan or whatever. And I'll see like, a. Uh, like a Veritech fighter, which is my favorite, uh, right. my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. My favorite right. like object of all time is the Veritech fighter. And I'm like, I mean, I have a nice one, but I always, but I mean, I always want more. I want like, cause right. I, Just cause I, you I have, have a thing doesn't mean you don't want the thing. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I have the skull leader, but I don't have right. like a blue, like Max Sterling. Yeah. Or Max right. Sterling. Right. I feel you guys right there, you know, so trust me. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I, I don't. I look at these things and I'm like, that's like 150 dollars. My God, I'm like, yeah. I make plenty of money. Like I could afford that. But I'm like, ah, I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna get that that weird like hangover where you're like, I just spent 150 dollars on a transforming airplane, and I'm gonna be real mad at myself. So that's why I don't buy toys anymore, and that, that's why. Um, but you then, buy but Warhammer. Then, well, well, the Warhammer though, it's always that that deal where 
I'm like, I need this for my, I, it's not a want, I need it because I have to play the game. I need this piece for the game. So it's like, well, I just went and dropped, you know, dropped money on like, like five space Marines because I need that heavy support squad for the missile launchers because I'm going into the tournament I'm going to play in. I have to have this support. Do you need them? I need them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Because well, because I'm gonna they're they're gonna get used in something. It's like I mean, if you if you played like a Transformers war game or something like that, like if you were if you I've got the RPG over here. Well, I mean, if you like took them in like the bathtub with you and like had little battles in the bathtub, with <laughs> not, not wife, for like, years, man. I, I I gave that up. Uh, rest of screws are not cool. Well, uh, I think good... the the great uh, philosopher Meatwad once said that uh, wanting something is childish, but needing something. That's yeah. a grown-up thing. Right. Exactly. I look, I found this the other day and it, it's so stupid, but it made me happy. I found a little rock lord. And it looks really dumb. Go boss <laughs> rock lords. It is so dumb, but it made me happy. They were dumb back in the day. They're still dumb, but it made me happy. Yeah. So it doesn't have to make sense. It's it it's, doesn't, it's, really, it's real dumb. So but uh it is. I, hey, so, so last week I said uh I, I said that, that I had I was musing on being done with things. Just be like, hey, I'm 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 consciously done with this thing. And I said that last week I'm I'm decided that I'm just not watching professional wrestling anymore. I'm done with it. Like I've I'm just I've had enough. I'm done for now. But um right after I said that, like that new Japan Pro Wrestling show happened, and apparently it was amazing. So I'm like, I think I'm gonna watch that. But then I was talking to a friend of mine, he's like, We're like, hey man, uh Let's hang out this weekend. Then I was like, "Oh, we should go see this movie, The Iron Claw." Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you, have you, have you guys seen The Iron Claw yet? I have, have definitely seen The Iron Claw. What do you think about The Iron Claw? Well, first of all, I've been super excited about this movie since I saw the the trailer. Uh, I love the story of the Von Erichs. I mean, I, of course, it's tragic, but I I love the story of the wrestling part of the Von Erichs. Yeah, and and uh, and the trailer just looked great, and it had Tom Sawyer in it. I really nerded out for when they play they play Tom Sawyer because that was Carrie Von I mean, Eric's theme right. song. And also, as some more uh, fun trivia, um, the, the Matt. This is a spoiler because it's a forty something year old wrestling <laughs> event. Um, but uh, Carrie Von Eric beat Ric Flair for the world title in nineteen eighty four, and he did that on my birthday. All right, <laughs> on my ninth birthday, he came out to uh, Tom Sawyer. But, yep, nice. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I the thing is, I was really, you know, I built this movie up in my mind, so I enjoyed it, but there was things I wanted it to do that it didn't do. Like, you know, like I literally just said this on my other podcast, but for the end of Goodfellas to be good, you have to have the big airport heist. For right. the 80s to be so horrible in Boogie Nights, you have to have the 70s. And I mm. don't think this, this does a very good job of showing why the good times were so good. It was, it was just a lot. Of, it was real downbeat the entire time. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's an A24 movie and uh, right. downbeat is A24's right. mode. And I don't know that they can, that any, that they can fund a movie that does not go downbeat the entire right. time. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, I figured funding was probably why we didn't see scenes from the Flair Von Eric act. Uh, match because that would be just too much. But see, I like the way they covered it because it it, it made it a lot uh, as well. God, like, well, I mean, it, d during the match that they that match actually happened in like the 
uh, like the Rose Bowl, I think, or something right. like, that, like in this massive stadium. So they couldn't really recreate that. Um, so instead, what they did is they used archival footage of the match, and but they cut to like the mother who was uh, more tyranny, um, just sitting at home watching her son win the world title, and she could not care <laughs> less right. about it. And that one scene to me just summed up that family. Like, right so much because she was just sitting there like knitting or something like that and was just like <laughs> okay cool and meanwhile her son like just you like basically avenged her other son's death one right. side in front of the, there there were like what like sixty thousand people at that show or something like that or something, something i mean was, rick flair says it's the biggest pop he ever heard when carrie von eric came out it's i mean i i'll believe it i mean that's um, that's just like a, a that was like a massive crowd but um but no, I thought it was really good. My only real complaint with it was I like, uh, um, like it was two hours long, but I was like, man, th- like, because I've been so familiar with that story for so long, I was like, man, I like, there's so much cut out that, that like, like there was a whole other brother that died that they didn't. Right. Even- <laughs> there were so many dead brothers. They couldn't fit in all the dead brothers. Yeah. And uh, th- my big thing though, the, the, the last line of the movie, um, mm. And this is this is a quote that that Kevin, the last brother, has said a million times. Right, is he was like, "I used to be a big brother, and now I'm not even a brother anymore." And and they kind of botched that line. He said, "I right. used to be a brother, and now I'm not a brother." And right. um, and I was like, "Oh, that kind of loses the thing." But like, um, right. it was a it was a, a real sweet scene though, because his his sons were like, "Well, Dad, we'll we'll be your brothers," and I'm like. And my son and I had a very, very similar uh, conversation where he was asking me who my best friend was. And I was like, well, my best friend lives in in Gainesville and I don't get to see him. And he was like, well, dad, we can be best friends. And he was like five years old. And I'm just like, (laughs) God, though. Yeah. I mean, with any sort of biopic, there's always going to be, you know, BS. There's going to be stuff they just make up to make it a better story or whatever, or things they cut out just for time. So most of that I can deal with, but the one in this I just could not handle is the scene where Carrie Von Eric, not Carrie, I'm sorry, Kevin Von Eric says he's a virgin when he meets his wife. Oh, that's a, that these was guys a- were like Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> these guys yeah. were Warren yeah. Beatty. These guys were Gene Simmons. Oh, these like, th- those kids ripped through Denton, Texas. In, right, in right. Like, uh, like th- there's, uh, there's probably, I mean, you know, he said they say at the end of that that he has like 14 grandkids. I'm willing to bet there's probably about like 27 more Von Eric kids out there that nobody knows about. I mean, there definitely should have been asterisks. And at the bottom says that he knows, of. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I that was a. I mean, I love kayfabe. I, I, I wish we could bring kayfabe back to wrestling, but that's a little too much living your gimmick. You guys were not really those guys. No, no. Um, uh, the, the the time they, they did a weird time compression thing where they where like uh, when Car- uh, Carrie, the one of the brothers, uh, got into a motorcycle wreck, and they they framed it. It was like right after he won the world title, but that right. was that was absolutely not. That wasn't like two for two years. Yeah, yeah, it was a good while after that. Yeah, because he uh, he um he because he, he lost the title, but like eighteen days later in Japan or something like that. But um, he did defend it here though. He def- he defended that title in Pensacola. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I know. Yep. I mean, Pensacola yeah. used to be a wrestling city. It yeah. used to be a city of a lot of things. Now we're a city of uh, uh, 500 breweries. 
We're a city of Navy um, Federal, is what we're a city of. Yeah, we're a Navy Federal. We used to be a Navy based economy. Now we're a Navy Federal based economy. Yeah, with uh, with attached breweries. Hey, uh, how's how's that old uh, SS bar doing down there in downtown Pensacola? I haven't heard anything about the SS bar lately. Is it um, Um, like Sagittarius? Like what? What did they call it? It was Secret Sagittarius, but they they were going by SS Beer Works. Yeah, we haven't we haven't heard an update for that for a while. Um, but speaking of Pensacola and like weird stuff, so um, I talked about I talked to Boo about this on, on another episode we've already recorded. We haven't put out yet either. Um, my wife, I did not realize because she's from Oregon, did not know what these were. Chick traps. <laughs> oh yeah, she thought it was a joke. <laughs> I found this thing curled up in a in a gas gas um you know handle at a, at a gas, gas station. So oh, yeah. she's like. So it was curled up in a in a in a gas uh, gas handle, just like they they warned us like AIDS needles were like in the in the eighties and nineties. Like, yeah, it's exactly what it was. I went like, hey, this is cool. I'm taking this. It's like an anti vaccination wing because you can see like the guy in there, you know. But yeah, she had no idea. So I get to introduce her to this world. She hasn't really even gone into the what the um the the D and D one is one of my favorites. You know where Dark um. Ascension. Dark leaf or whatever, yeah, he dies Dark with black leaf. Black leaf, yeah, change yourself. Leaf, yeah, so yeah, like, I, I, I used to have a massive collection of those things. Oh yeah, um, a lot of us did. I had like a they, they were they were in with my comics. I had them bagged and boarded with okay. comics for a long time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she um being an organ um our, our friend Scott uh, Johnner he doesn't realize he didn't realize um that they are not going to be up in the Pacific Northwest because um people are crazy in different ways up there than they are down in the South. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I realized that she had never seen one of these like oh my god i've seen so many of these in my in my time um oh, being pensacola with you know um they're very fundamentalist uh population oh they're fantastic as a side <laughs> as a side note though um uh the guy scott john you just uh mentioned does a really excellent podcast called uh from here to paternity uh but you guys who uh that's a great name it is yeah, it's yeah. fantastic i was like that's the best pun name i've heard for a podcast yeah. that's great they just sit around yeah. and kind of you know chew the fat about um being dads and being nerds and that kind of stuff Right. It's, it's a good show. I I, I really dig it. But uh, it was, you know what I didn't dig though was uh, the Autobot Run. Uh, <laughs> what a treat! What a treat! I was okay. I gotta say, so I, I want to like, say something before we get started on this please. one. I um wanted to be on this episode because I thought this was my very favorite episode of the Transformers. I this? was totally wrong about which episode this is. I was about to say it's you a completely asked me different ago. Autobot race episode. Oh my this, god! This is the first one I saw, and I was like, I was, I was like, oh, this is the one Jason wants to be on. So no, like, I yeah. think I told you it was this one because I thought it was this one. But I mean, there's another one later in second season that's more like instead of like a a racetrack race, it's like an Autobahn European race type thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And Trans, uh, uh, that Trans, one's my and, favorite episode um, of the Trans. Uh, well, come it, on that one too then. I will. Okay. All right. But no, I'm so, totally prepared to watch this episode that I, I mean, to talk about this episode that I'd largely forgotten. <laughs> That's okay. Most of us did forget this because it was that bad. Um, yeah. This is one of those infamous ones. This is an ACOM episode. This is ACOM before they oh. did the Septons, before they did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is really early ACOM. And Buddy, this is ACOM. Whoa, this goes off the rails bad, like the second half during the battle. Oh my God. I was like, man, maybe he likes this episode because it's like ironic that he likes it so much. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask, because I don't know as much about the animation studios and stuff as this as you guys do. But yeah, 
beyond just animation mistakes in this, mm. it has this really like 70s Hanna-Barbera vibe. Like it's the the coloring's really flat and like the character models are very American, you know, and and like and and uh and like it's very obvious in every scene that it's a character animated on top of a prefab background and stuff <laughs> yes. like that. Like it's Those just are... horrible. There's I, this I, great... I think those were just like old background. They, they, they yeah, seem probably like recycled were laying around. There's this yeah. great scene uh, towards the end of it. We'll go get to it. Uh, like where Megatron has this gooseneck thing. He's like, mm -hmm. he has oh, this like dude. stretchy, weird gooseneck thing. It's terrible. Or oh, like, yeah. well, then we can go into a lot of this. Yeah, stuff, we'll, get, we'll, get, right. we'll get to it. But, this is... but it starts off with, with some car racing, though. And uh, that, that's something that. Um, I, like to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about car racing, despite the fact that I'm from the South. And right. specifically, I'm from North Carolina, mm -hmm. and I grew up in the there in the late '70s and the early '80s. And if you're not familiar with the Mid Atlantic or with car racing from that era, that is the time when an absolute force of nature named Richard Petty was <laughs> was a thing. And, and like like this dude could do no wrong in North Carolina at the time, to the point where. When I was a kid, I really wanted a go-kart for a little while. And um, my family was like, oh, no, you, you can't have a go-kart. I was probably like seven years old. Like, oh, no, you'll you'll kill yourself. You can't have a go-kart. And I think my grandfather or somebody went, why not? Richard Petty lets his boys drive go-karts, and they're going to be in the races. <laughs> my entire family just froze, and they were like, oh, you know, he's got a point, you know? And within a week, I had... I had a go kart that had a uh, this really awesome plastic nose cone that was black with with a gold uh, Firebird on it. You know, yeah. I had a Richard Petty action figure. Oh, seriously, like, I don't know if the package said Richard Petty, but if you looked at this guy, it was one hundred percent. It was him. It back was in Richard the day, you had this, or like, um, like so when, you I, kid? when you were I had a kid, when you when I was a wee little lad, I would play with him amongst my GI Joes. He was GI Joe scale. Was he Come articulated on, like, like a GI Joe? He was wasn't as articulated as a G.I. Joe. He was more like uh Star those, Wars. Remember those uh those small Mego uh DC superheroes? Yeah, it was or like Star Wars figures. He was articulated yeah, like, like a Star Wars figure, yeah. you know. Uh well, look at it this way, man. Like the refrigerator Perry had a G.I. Joe action figure. He can be a part of the G.I. Joe. It's it's fine. Right. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah. Especially I'm from North Carolina. I have no problem with that at all. Um yeah. but but see, this is this isn't NASCAR though. This is like like that, like this is like classy racing because like mm. like this is where spies go to race, right, right, which is different. Like I, I like I don't know how it's different. It's just it's like you were saying earlier with the like the autobahn races. That's like classy dudes race there, right. you know. Like, right. Ciao. Uh, Everybody yeah. says ciao with the autobahn races. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, Germany, I don't know right. why it's it's class. It's like welfare. If you're rich, yeah. welfare is good. If you're poor, welfare is bad. And right. I, I don't, it's like yeah, um, yeah. So they're watching this race, man. And um, do you, you notice that Chip? Chip is there. We get Chip Chase. He's back from the uh, the uh, working for the, uh, the American, you know, um, military complex, and he uh, he's rolling across grass like a disaster. He has no problem. He's in a wheelchair. He's like, "Yep, going right across." And then he get into Bombay, and he gets himself in there with a the wheelchair behind him. Dude, this dude had no mobility issues in this episode whatsoever. And he stood up later. I'm gonna call that he man. Stood up like, later. Just like yeah. I, 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 I could not talk about that. <laughs> he is a liar. I, I tell you what else I noticed about Chip in this episode. Um, Chip is, you know, and I, I don't want to make fun of anybody's mental health issues because God knows I have my own. But whatever it is where you 
like fixate on a subject and can't take social cues and make everything about that subject, that's Chip. Because they're watching a car race and they're having a good time and Chip's immediately like, how can we make this about the Autobots? <laughs> I think that's just uh, whatever all those kids that hang out like in the comic book store have. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually not wrong. Yeah. And- uh, but uh, my obsession with uh, with backgrounds that carried on to this episode because um, I paused it to look at the ad signs on the track because I knew there would be a, in a car race there were going to be ad signs. Um, so uh, there's a lot of them just had gibberish words, but uh, one of them had an arrow that was pointing the wrong way for the race, which has got to be real confusing for the car uh, drivers. Um, there's uh there's an ad for the race they're in uh called the i guess it's the grand prix but it's it's spelled uh c dash ran pre that was cool um but then uh there's also just a straight up ad for goodyear tires and then more evidence just to let you know without a doubt this was animated in asia is uh there's just a straight up ad for camel cigarettes oh uh, like okay I, I gotta I gotta th- throw something in there real quick. Um, I don't know if this is a later on. Um, they had a they had a um like during the episode later on they had another scene to these three three signs. This one's actually Grand Prix without the D. And uh, there is also hokey cigarettes. Is what hokey, it was. Yeah, I saw hokey that cigarettes. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah that 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 was what was the other one? There was um New Year tires. It was a good year. It was New Year tires. <laughs> it's like the wish Goodyear tires. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, Something else I noticed when Bumblebee picks these guys up, he's a dud, man. He's like, you know, they're like, hey, what do you think about racing? As long as it's below the sea- speed limit. <laughs> speed limit. Like, who is this guy? You're supposed to be a fun guy from outer space. I mean, literally, Bumblebee's supposed to be our point of entry character. And, yeah. and he's so lame there. Also, <laughs> uh, have you guys I, i'm sure it has have you, have you guys read the comic book planetary a bit of it i haven't read as much yeah. as it probably well, has a part of it is kind of based on the idea that the fantastic four are jerks in oh. that you know if you have the ability to make flying cars and do interdimensional travel and you don't share it with other people you're kind of an elitist jerk uh i say this because bumblebee has the best wheelchair access on earth why doesn't he share that with the world? Like Chip had no problem getting in that car whatsoever. The the chair was attached to Chip's butt. He gets right in the car. Uh, he probably stood right. up and, and walked into it. Walked into the car. Was, well, yeah. we'll get into that later, man. Um, though we are at the uh, we are in Westworld apparently, where they're they're testing the new MacGuffin, uh, the Transfixatron. Why, why are they in Westworld doing this? It's like an old. That was another reason why this was so Hanna-Barbera. I think Scooby-Doo <laughs> just left that town. He just, uh, you know, solved some ghost town mystery there. Uh, well, that's what I was saying. I think that they probably reused some backgrounds from like another show. Because it, it made me think of, um, I, I briefly lived in, in Hollywood and worked in film. Um, but there is a thing called, and once you see these things like behind the scenes, uh, you're like, you see it in every movie you, you watch, but there's a, uh, a place called Sable Ranch there that, uh, they like all, all the people do that own the place is rented out for movies and they, it gets used and rented out every day. Like okay. there's always something filming there. And, um, so I, I, when I was out there, I was talking to my friend and, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to work on a thing at Sable Ranch today. 
And he's like, oh, Sable Ranch. And he's like, yeah, I've filmed there. I've, he's like, I've filmed there like probably 30 times. And I was like, oh, he's, I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. And once he showed it to me and he's like, oh, yeah, like I filmed this scene in um, Devil's Rejects and uh, and then also in like all these other Rob Zombie movies. And it's like, oh, my God, that is. And, and that, now I, if I see that in a movie, I'm like, ah, Sable Ranch. And um, but that's how I felt about seeing this. I was always like, I'm pretty sure that that like speed buggy or somebody like probably raced through this or um, Jabberjaw or some uh, this, one of those dudes came this through. Looks this looks like town. that episode of the uh, Star Trek original series where they're in like some, um uh, some, um some sort of weird um thing of the OK Corral. And they've got to like do go through the process of uh, the shootout of the OK Corral. Cause it's, everything's like a, like a set. You you look at it like that's not really a building. Is it? Um, yeah. But it's totally the same way. Like you meanwhile, know, like like Hoss Cartwright was probably like right off the scene, right or off the, <laughs> the camera, ready to finish, like film a scene that week. <laughs> so, man, um, this is the stupidest sounding MacGuffin, the Transfixatron. Transfixatron. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, and you know the um, and you know they're they're like we got to test this out now because you know the they've worked so hard on it all this time. And uh, by the way, the Autobots apparently have had a lot of downtime. Like the Decepticons have not been doing anything. They're bored. Which this is, is what we talked about the last episode too. Is that the Zepticons didn't do anything for yeah, half just, the episode? They're, they're, they're even green there. Energy apparently they they don't care about green energy and green crystals. Right. I was gonna say because I said I said like a few weeks ago that I was like I'm done with every every plot that involves them stealing energy from now on. I'm I'm docking it points at the end because I'm okay. I'm done with this plot. But I was like, oh, well, this plot is really stupid. This is one of the stupidest plots it's they've done so far. Terrible. But but I can't. I mathematically. I can't hate on it because it's not about stealing energy. I tell you what I can hate on though is the fact that Megatron and the rest of middle management standing around barking orders at the Constructicons and right. like, hey, when's it going to be done? And I'm like, man, if anybody needs a union, it's the Constructicons. Right. Yeah. Did you see the uh, life field chest on the Megatron here? It's like <laughs> this wide and his head's like up here. It's Dude. like walking around. His cannon is massive, and, and that's not a, that's not a double entendre there. Like his actual, like, like, yeah, I know um, you're staring at that cannon. I get it. So, Austin, do you guys think this was just a first season episode that they just didn't get done in time? It seems like it. it There's really no does. second season characters in it. No, none at all, and it is really loose on where this could be. Right, it, it could have been anywhere. And Chip, like, we haven't seen him for a while. It's like they they meant to put this at the beginning of season two. Right, like in the season one, that was a weird thing because they kind of end the season one weirdly. Yeah, right. this this seems really out of place. I, I was about to say because it seems like Chip, if, if I remember correctly, he basically disappears after the first season. He maybe does like one or two more appearances. So yeah, he'll he'll I, show up when they um, when the Pentagon needs some new plans with a uh, transformer robot super weapons. But other right. than, yeah, he's uh he's gone. Right. <laughs> So, uh, Megatron calls uh, Starscream a Guinea Pigatron. Is they're going to test uh, <laughs> test this out on it? It was actually on the on the subtitles too. Guinea Pig. It was yeah, it wasn't subtitles. A Guinea Pigatron. Yeah. But then then we get some of the worst. Uh, like not even the animation was bad, but it was just like the uh, the perspective was terrible because um, Megatron's like manning the um, the the Transfixatron, but Skywarp came up to like to his knee. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like a bad perspective thing it wasn't right. like he was way in the background it was like like i don't know man like, like yeah we're real small. That, that's that's the one of the least egregious things that happens in this 
But they go back and they're getting ready to do this uh, this this race for charity. And there's a heckler out there going, "Hey, where are the cars?" <laughs> I love that guy. He's my <laughs> favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> like, yeah, has no one seen what the Autobots are? Right. Uh, they, they're they're con- always constantly doing world changing stuff. Like, where are the there's, cars, dude? There's 25 foot tall robotic aliens living on Earth, and this one guy hasn't heard. Of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, right before the uh, d- d- my obsession with uh, looking at the background. So the um, mm-hmm. right before they they went to that scene, there was uh, they, they panned around on that uh, that old West Town a little bit, and uh, there was a, a place called uh, Harry's Bears. Uh, but it was B-A-R-E-S. Like naked things were there. Like this, like I guess maybe the French can can back dancer from the house. <laughs> um yeah, that sounds like so that sounds like something that like uh Willem Dafoe from Wild at Heart would run. Like it doesn't sound like a wholesome place. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. But there's also speaking of uh, unwholesome places, there's a place next to it called the liquor saloon, which is that's where yes. I want to go. That's, 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 that's where I hang out. It's straight to the point. Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, like <laughs> we're like, not gonna be here in the butcher wall. That's what this is. I'm gonna go to the food restaurant. Like, <laughs> I love, I love the food restaurant. That's my favorite place. <laughs> and so uh, uh, this whole race starts, and uh, Iron Knight and Chris Christopherson here sound like they're the traveling Wilburys talking to each other. I'm gonna be faster than you. <laughs> why is he racing in it? He's a minivan, and and they established earlier on that um ratchet and wheeljack were going to stay behind and guard the ark wheeljack is a lancia stratus he's the right. probably one of the most qualified cars to race in this thing instead they're gonna send like an suv in a like in a what wheeljack actually modeled after a actual winning racing car yes. it's a yeah it's a rally it's a like a rally car like a yeah. like a lancia stratus like it's it's like I mean, if I were to say, like, in this situation, the fastest car, like, like, knowing what I know about cars, like, I would say that Mirage would probably be the, would be the, the winner. Right. Um, Sunstreaker Sideswipe, probably yeah, right after that. Jazz. Then, then uh, Wheeljack, and then probably Jazz, and then everybody else's transmissions would have fallen out uh, trying to go that fast. And, uh, <laughs> hey. you, you mean the old, uh, the old um, gas guzzling SUV that uh, tra- uh, Trailbreaker is isn't going to make it? Tahoe, I mean, he's going to keep like, up with Ironhide, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, well, oh, uh, you know, uh, Prowl and um, uh, what's his the other the other two eighty Z. Oh, uh, Blue Streak. Blue Streak, yeah. yeah. Um, those guys probably would have would have done. They 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 would have they would have come after the uh after the actual supercars. But, yeah, uh, that was real silly. I was like, I was like, why are you why are you sitting this out, dude? I'm like, why are you? Why? Are you... Yeah, I mean, they're but they're they're robots, man. They don't a have big trash. part of this uh of this race start scene for me was it almost disproved my first ever fan theory. Oh, so everybody has fan theories today because of the internet. But I came up with this fan theory in like the 80s when, you know, those things, they didn't, wasn't even a word for it. And my fan theory was this. And at first, this is going to sound obvious, but my reasoning isn't obvious. Transformers, G.I. Joe, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the Incredible Hulk, the other Spider-Man cartoon, uh, Inhumans. Maybe Jim and the holograms were all set in the same universe. They were, and I'll tell you why, but go ahead. Well, 
I don't know what the real reasoning is, but my reasoning was this. They all existed in a weird alternate universe where there was only one song. If you notice on <laughs> any slip. of those shows, whenever a person, not a musical cue in the background, but whenever a person is listening to the radio, whether it's, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man going to a costume party as Spider-Man or William uh, or Rick Jones hanging out in a nuclear wasteland listening to his radio, it's always Dennett. Well, see, I'm doing soulful strut, but you guys know the song I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Is it is it cold slither? It's like an instrumental. Okay, no, that's the thing. That's why this is still in my continuity, because when this starts playing, it isn't that song. It isn't that. God, why can't I think of it right now? It's the no. There actually no. There is a, there's a song that's dinner, dinner. That's it, exactly. That fucking song. I'm sorry, that smurfing song. I did it last week, it's okay. There is an instrumental version of Cole Slither on this. Yeah, that's what... It plays instrumental on jazz's radio. I had that down. That's what I was talking about, because when it starts, I was like, oh man, this disproves my theory. But then it, you know, it has like that Iron Maiden gallop groove. It does. And then it does the bum, 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 bum. It's like, oh, this is Cold Slither. This is still part of my theory, because I think that's why Cold Slither was able to take over people's minds, is because they were so excited about there being a second song. Holy crap, we have two songs now. I will tell you another way that all links together, though. There is the Geraldo Rivera of G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Jim named Hector Ramirez. He shows up at all three shows. Right. He uh, he interviews, um, I think, Cobra Commander or something on one episode of G.I. Joe. He shows up later on in this season. Yeah, he's like he's like the um the their version of Sunbow's version of uh Geraldo Rivera. He looks Hector just Ramirez. like Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. He links all of them. He is the common bond. Besides right so Cold Slither. <laughs> and that that weird jazz song that kind of yeah. sounds damn like Sulfur Damn it. Damn it. Da- yeah. It's a I jam, mean, by the way. I is. think I've heard you guys talk it, it about is, it, it is, before. It is. Last week, I called it a uh, an AI version of, uh, or I thought it was, it was AI writing a Rush song from like Grace Under Pressure. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Evan's like, oh no, it's Cold Slither. And I'm like, it is. It is yes. But, you know, that's not uh, wrong, though. Both are right. They both can be right. Uh, you're, yeah, you are. You are correct. So uh, unrelated or kind of related, uh, gym related thing, though, um, I, I follow a lot of uh, on Instagram. I follow a lot of bootleg T-shirt people that may, uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of collecting T-shirts these days. Right. Um, especially if you uh, if you make uh, long sleeve shirts with a printing on the sleeves, it's like catnip for me. I can't not buy it. Like, <laughs> like I'll end up spending like sixty dollars on a uh, on a T-shirt for, mm-hmm. and get shipped from like Iran or something like that just because it's not like a like a like a bootleg like gi joe thing or something like that, or some 80s movie anyway um this one dude i follow um put these uh he did the misfits from jim and the holograms but he used the the punk band the misfits logo and i was like oh my that, god wow and he's i was that like, does Bro. seem like a venn diagram that mostly overlaps on ed 
Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, it's it's such a stealth thing that if, if you know if I wore that to like a, like a punk show, people are like, oh, it's really into the misfits. And uh, but like nobody really get it. like, oh, it's a weird misfit. Like whatever. But like there'd be like two people on the on the planet that can get the joke. And I'm like, ah, yeah, exactly. So I, I message the dude and I'm like, bro, that is amazing. Oh, uh, let, let me get that. He's like, okay, cool. Um, and this is like October first, and um. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, he's like, it's gonna be this much. I'll, I'll, I should have it shipped out in a couple of a uh, couple of weeks. You'll get it by Halloween, and uh, I'm like, awesome. So, like a week or two ago, I was like, I never got that misfit. I never got that misfit shirt. I wonder what's going on here. So I messaged the guy, and I'm, and I'm like, hey, man. Um, hey, what's up with the uh, with the, the misfit? He's like, oh, he sent me a screenshot that Jerry only found out about him and sent him a cease and desist. <laughs> oh man. I do know those guys are very litigious about that, about any misfits. Oh, yeah. Danzig is too. They will, they yeah, will tear well, you up over that. So. Well, it's Glenn Danzig after all. Which is real <laughs> funny because when uh, I saw the, the Jerry Only era misfits, like the Jerry Only uh, uh, Robo and Des Kadena uh, lineup of the misfits, and Des Kadena, who was in Black Flag, was mm. selling shirts that were just the Black Flag logo that said Des Kadena. And I was like, how does Greg Ginn letting you sell that? Like, Greg Ginn's <laughs> also the most litigious. Uh, right, Greg Ginn's awful. Yeah, like, exactly. And uh, he won't just sue you over his stuff; he'll sue you over your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, we know, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, back like the nice tangent. Um, we go back and dude, why does the trans? I had to read this transfixatron even have a base. Skyward uses his like warp powers and he's like standing like this with a base sticking out. Why is that even there? Mommy, just hold the thing in your hands. <laughs> he picked the whole stand up. It's like, uh, and he sh shoots this wide beam and everyone's like, all right, did you see something? Oh, I don't know. Everything's fine, I guess. Um, yeah. So the one command that Optimus loves to give transform, Autobots transform. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, no. You took his one thing away from one, him. Right. He took his catchphrase, dude. Like, um, yeah, yeah. He also, earlier on, instead of uh, roll out, um, he said, roll for the show. <laughs> <laughs> also, as a, as a side thing about, about the whole race thing, they decided yeah. to go do that race for charity and went to the race and had the race within about five minutes. Like, no one promoted it. <laughs> there was no promotion here. Like, like. Like Jason, how many times have you missed a cool band because like so because like the handlebar didn't promote the show, you know, like uh Oh like, dude, I missed Super Chunk in '99. Oh didn't even know they were in Pensacola. I remember that. Um yeah, yeah, I, I remember that shit. Yeah. God. Yeah, I didn't go to that show either. Um was, I had well, I had seen them before and they were real bad. I saw them in Gainesville and they were really bad, and I was really annoyed uh about that because they were one of my favorite bands at the time, and then they were they played at uh at Sluggos and uh my girlfriend at the time was she was down there hanging out with her friend and she calls me and she's like, Hey, Super Chunk's playing. Do you want uh you I'll come pick you up? And, and I was like, No, nah, I saw them before, man. They were real bad. I don't know. I'm I'm not giving them any more time or money. She's like, I'll 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 pay I'll pay for you to get in. And I'm like, nah, that's dumb. And I was like, You have a good time. I'm just gonna stay home. And I think I probably sat and played um uh WCW NWO Revenge. On well, I mean, the, that's Nintendo a good 64. thing to do, at least. I once passed on seeing Fugazi to go see Stone Cold starring Brian Bosworth. Oh, man, bro, I've seen both Fugazi and Stone Cold starring Brian Bosworth, and I don't know which one of those I would rather do. 
Okay, Stone Cold is kind of a jam. The world <laughs> thinks it's awful, but you know, it's pretty great. I, you know, I, I, I had no idea who the. I just knew he was like a famous like football player because that dude was right. like that dude marketed himself real well. I even like, I bought his shoes, and this was an era <laughs> when I was only Converse. I was only a Converse guy, but I was like. Oh, well, uh, Brian Bosworth has the Avias, so I better like I better get some of those. Right. And uh, so I wore Avias for uh, for like like two years when I was a kid because Brian right. Bosworth never saw him play football a day in my, a day in my life. Yeah, I don't know. I I literally only know him from that movie. They should have done a crossover with uh, Vanilla Ice and Cold as Ice. <laughs> God, oh, God, Stone Cold as Ice, dude. God. Yeah. I I had a. I have to throw something here real quick. There is uh, there people are sharing a video for New Year's Eve at the uh, Mar-a-Lago with uh, Vanilla Ice doing a show with uh, Michelangelo dancing. Dude. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's so bad. God. Anyways, <laughs> not to bring politics in anything, but uh, man, Megatron's anti anti PA I beams. He like shoots the PA system immediately. That was very cool. And uh, I-beams are real underrated. I'm a big fan of I-beams. I don't know if he ever busted those out uh, before, but it was really cool. Um, but uh, there, there's a part where Sunstreaker, uh, it like pulls into high gear and he's like takes off and they're like, oh, that's real. you're real fast. And he goes, when they made me, they broke the mold. And I'm like, actually, they didn't because you are canonically a twin with Sideswipe. Right. Exactly. They did not. They did not. Unless you were the younger twin. Um, you're a Lamborghini Countach with Aaron takes. Mm -hmm. That's all you are. Yeah, right, not, yeah, not really good air takes there's either. A lot of more of those, there's more of those out there. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's a part where, like, the the Decepticons are standing there, and uh, behind, like, it's like Megatron, um, Starscream, Thundercracker, and hanging out with them is Shockwave. And I was like, Shockwave's here. This is awesome. <laughs> I did see that. And then he's and then he's I, gone. I think the mandate of this, again, another reason why I think it must have been season one, I think the mandate was put everybody but the Dinobots in here. <laughs> and and because everybody's in it, this episode's about no one. Like, no. it seems it seems like in the beginning, it's going to be about Huffer. You know, it's going to, oh, Huffer's a pessimist and he's going to learn that's wrong. But then they just forget about Huffer. He doesn't come back, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. He um, up a little bit. But, oh, how about the whole thing with... um. No, you were talking about like they they season one they love to show off powers. Yeah, they, they powers for some reason like Skyward does his power, he, he warps and warps out. When Charger's like, oh, let me help you, Sunstreaker, and you know he's got the crash on him, puts him down. People are all clapping. Like, yeah, you use your powers. There was something in this episodes where they like here, here's what my toy can do. Um, but yeah, and then it just forgot about all of that. One hundred percent. I was gonna bring that up too. This one they. They 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 were showing all the like Bob Budiansky superpowers he came up with <laughs> that they just forgot about after the first <laughs> season. Uh, like that's another reason I think this is just a first season episode that didn't get done in time. Yeah, makes sense. Old Donald Glut with his uh, fantastic. Um, Donald Glut's the best Transformers writer, though. I mean, like even even though this is terrible, he's still the best Transformers writer. Um, uh yeah <laughs> i mean so far he's the best one um yeah well that's that's not saying something much but uh yeah man so this is like where you have the racetrack signs for hokey cigarettes new year's tires and grand prix but uh so they're they're attacking the autobots when they're um they're like uh they're stuck in car mode thundercracker shows up and starts shooting the radiators and making them overheat apparently his like his ability is to overheat thermostats in cars <laughs> 
they, they also like melted. It was like like lava coming out of them. And also, that was the those are the slowest energy blasts of all time. It was like it was like, bro, it, Optimus Prime. If you can't dodge that, you're worthless. That also is a thing that made it feel like '70s Hanna Barbera. It was like a yes. Super Friends episode where you had to come up with these very non-violent ways for people <laughs> to confront each other. It's like, oh, well, we'll make them overheat. Yeah. Like not we'll blow parts off them or something. We'll make them have to stop and put water in the radiator. And so Soundwave's whole thing is he can jam frequencies and stuff, but instead he shoots their radios. <laughs> he shoots every <laughs> of the radios. That's one way to jam the frequencies, dude. I mean, <laughs> blow it up. It's not going to work. You yeah, know I, mean? I guess. But I mean, there's it's got to be an easy way to do that. Like he is that good of a shot, and he's just shooting radios. Well, uh, th the real solution there apparently is because someone says they're going to put their footio in your audio, and that's one way to deal with uh, with communication. So uh, <laughs> I I just want to say that to people like at Walmart. Uh, well, you can. <laughs> nothing's nothing's stopping you. Video in your audio. <laughs> yeah, it was Braun in the uh, out of a base. He picks him <laughs> up and stifle it, Huffer. I'll put my footio in your audio. <laughs> I like, and it said that all on the subtitles too, which I was so glad of. Yeah, I was real happy <laughs> it with spelled that. Spelled it out. Yeah. But okay, so Ratchet was at the race. He was the one of the ones that got shot, but he's also in the auto base, just fine. <laughs> and he said he was going to stay. Yeah, he's the one that said, I'm going to stay here and help you. Me and Wheeljack are going to stay here and help you watch the base. But he's, the, I guess, the same thing as Shockwave. He's on Cybertron, but also here. Um, right. For he's four million years. I mean, uh, it, my headcanning way of dealing with stuff like that when I was a little kid was, oh, just Mirage made that. Yeah. I oh. literally uh -huh. would come up with excuses for why... It sucked. So you go for the no prize then. Right. I was, oh, I, man, if I had the courage to write anybody, I would have won all the no prizes as a kid. I was terrified to write in the Marvel comics. When I, was I was too. God. God, okay, I want to write so it to every one of those letters columns. Because I read those religiously when I was a kid. And to this I mean, day, oh, I, I, was, I will still, I will fight you over the fact that they said straight up that Spider-Man's favorite singer is... Elvis Costello. I remember that. Not a single Elvis Costello song in any Spider-Man movie. Stupid. They made eight Spider-Man movies at this point. There's not a single. Mm. Very dumb. Not <laughs> a single. Like Radio Radio, not even in any of those. Right. Watching the detectives. Come on, it's perfect. Watching the detectives. You Watching the detectives. He has to deal with detectives all the time. All they the don't time. like him. All the time. Yeah, exactly. So, God. So, Just Decepticons, we go back to the old West Town, and uh, the Decepticons have built another device and built a dedicated robot shredder like there aren't a million of these that, 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 with a claw with a claw yeah like, like you built a junkyard well man here's what i think was the craziest thing about that scene they brought out the decepticon body, body shell. shell that's like if we had a thing we needed to like demonstrate and we bought out, brought out a lifeless husk of one of us. <laughs> and like, we're going to demonstrate this on this soulless body sitting here. It's really creepy. <laughs> I've got this meat grinder I just built. Let's see how it works. Here, right. bring my other body. 
Oh God! Yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna cite a historical uh, example of that exact thing, but uh, it's too funny. It's it's too funny. I'm uh, I'm just gonna let it stand because that's great. Um, so man, Chip is over there at the base. So he's like processing. Um, he's transforming processing data, and he pulls up this this Wish Kmart knockoff thing on the screen. He's got this weird goofy face, these wings and stuff, and then like this red car and this purple thing, and like they figured it out. He looked at like images of weird Chinese knockoffs, and they figured out what was the problem. But my guy had like had wings like uh, Voltron. Yeah, you know, yeah, Voltron, totally. Like, like Lion era Voltron wings. That was kind of cool. <laughs> but Will Jack and Ratchet are sitting there, and he just goes, "Ratchet tools," and he leaves. And the Ratchet's like, "Okay, man." <laughs> it's like, "Come on, okay, let's go." But uh, yeah, so the, the body shell, and it comes out with like a little, I don't know, like a Betamax tape of uh, metal out of it. It was perfect. <laughs> right. So yeah, man, the Helm goes and starts shooting holograms and stuff at the sky. So he does he, he's shooting this thing, and Soundwave is like energy transmission detected. Like, bro, is, is a dude shooting lasers in the sky? Yes, that is the, <laughs> the, the definition. Like, did you need sensors to tell you that outside of just looking? Like, like <laughs> shows oh, shooting a laser cannon in the sky. Like, right. oh, this energy, energy is getting transmitted into the sky. Like, like best part of that though is it creates this david lynch kind of weird portal into inside the autobot base for no reason he's never done that never doesn't do it ever again it's like huh that looks like a hologram let's track the the signal no it makes no sense it's like it's like an image of the west world town that they're they're in that's all it was and they're like bizarre yeah i don't know man but dude salway was (laughs) mad about that though i just shut him right down no you're not we're not doing we don't do this here yeah salway's usually even keel like he's the most even keeled Decepticon, but he was he was angry about that. He was mad. He was very very mad about that. So this <laughs> is the part where um is where you were talking about the weird stretchy neck on Megatron, but there was a part where he was like like turned around like backwards, and he looked like he was like Lux Interior from the Cramps. Like he was like um, he was like contorted weird. Like he was, but he was like giving you like the eye though. Yeah. Like um, like. It was like like some Iggy Dude, Pop looking thing. It was this is <laughs> all the uh, animation goes out the window completely. It's, it's like trail. they were done. <laughs> yeah, Definitely at this bad. point, the deadline had kicked in. Oh man. Dude, Wheeljack is running, and uh, I swear to God, it's three frames of animation looped. <laughs> or, like a long above time. him and stuff. Dude, uh, earlier it's... on, uh, there's one earlier on where uh, when they zap um, uh, Starscream with the uh, and they they lock him into jet mode and he's mm-hmm. flying right but like that scene goes on for like probably 20 seconds or something Way like that it's literally like like two frames of clouds looping behind him and him just going up and down yeah. like there's no movement there and you were like they were like hey man like and, and all i think of that uh, when i see that is um that space ghost coast to coast where uh where zorak is uh he's mad at the animators and he's like moving his claw and going fifty dollars fifty dollars fifty dollars fifty dollars <laughs> Gotta miss that show. There, there was one of Spike running that literally made me think of like the Poochie returned to his home planet and died thing. Like it just looked like they were dragging a cell across another cell. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Chip was in that scene and he just like slides off to the left. It was it was really bad. It was like yeah. they were like, "Hey there's, man, who's still in the building, bro?" Like, yeah, janitor. <laughs> yeah, man, you can animate, dude. Like. Uh... <laughs> There's this thing where the uh, the Autobots all circle the wagons around Ironhide to protect him, and Bone Crusher goes over there and picks up Jazz and goes, and uh, goes, they get they get Ironhide. It was just like the bat. Someone took like a like a cell, like you said, of Jazz. No other movement, just 
tosses them. And uh, they go on. The 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 bumper actually the commercial bumper has the GI Joe bumper theme. By the way, I thought the theme was off. Yeah, yeah. I was, was gonna. Ask, I was like, did they get a new? Did they get a new theme from? It was the GI Joe. It was. You watch it like that. That's GI Joe. God. So once again, we're crossing the streams here, man. Um, <laughs> man. But uh, they had the uh, Starscream just used Skyward's ability, and uh, Sky he has Skyward's voice coming out of him. It's right. I saw that. Colors. And dude, Chip stood up in his it's wheelchair. Chip totally it's stood up. Amazing. It's a miracle. He stood it up. God. He is <laughs> as he is as disabled as Stephen Wonder is blind. So. <laughs> So, I mean, but you want to now, talk about real world factors, though, mm-hmm. You're creeping into the episode, as we talk about often, though. I mean, this was this was at the height of like uh, Jerry Falwell and those guys like magically healing people and having them stand sure, up yeah. out of the out of their wheelchairs and all this ever like, you know, knocking people down with like the basically they were just doing like a Jushin Thunder Liger, like f- palm strike and knocking right. people down. But uh, <laughs> um, there's a reference like two people are going to get. But I mean, um, but yeah, yeah. that. um yeah, that, uh, but yeah, no, nah, that, that was what I, because every time I see somebody do that, I, like all I think of is those scenes where it's a miracle. And like, do you, do you notice that he went down that, that side of the hill, like the kid and Mac and me in his, in his wheelchair down the hill and he falls down and he looks happy. Like, oh, we're all doomed now. He's smiling. It's something about the portents of their doom coming up. But God, the animation going down the hill is so bad. Right. Oh, it was, oh, he's like riding a foot God. over the over the over the land. But uh, yeah, it, that it, was, gets, it, it gets worse and worse and it worse. Just does. Um, so, but I guess the, the Autobots invented a, a a grenade to fix this yeah. thing. Yeah, so, like as usual, the, all these guys can do is blow things up. They don't they don't fix anything. They don't they don't construct anything. All they, like even their solutions to fix things blow things up. Like right. the vehicle right. is, is the is an explosion. Well, the best part of that that grenade is it had the concentric waves coming out like Aquaman using his powers into the water. Just like everything's fixed now. Um, We talked about that before and how much I love uh, circles coming. If you're broadcasting circles, that's cool. Broadcasting circles is tight. Yeah, 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 but these were apparently badly done. And he, uh, Megatron, has the Constructicons form Devastator, Devastor, sorry. Uh, The subtitle says, Optus Prime, construct the cards in this series. They didn't (laughs) let me down. Finally got a good subtitle of this episode. I, he I, um, I I think we've grazed past though, like the part where the Autobots should have just taken a vote of no confidence for Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay, so they're all they're all trapped in their car modes, and Optimus Prime's big idea, his coup de gras, is to roll out roller. Roller. First of all, yeah. they had forgotten about since the first season. Yeah. <laughs> but second of all, they can all roll. That's yeah. what they're all stuck doing. Roller yeah. can't do anything they yeah. couldn't currently do. Well, they all had flat tires, though. Did you notice that? They all oh, had, like, that's a good point. There were a lot of radiators tires. and flat tires. That's yeah. true. Uh, that's but they were still point. going. Even with the flat tires, they were still going. And they would like right. animate just the, just the wheel moving, but the, the tire would stay like the blob, you yeah. know, and it would like... It would like glide over the over the ground. I think we um, needed to be reminded of that in dialogue. Then Optimus Prime should have been like, "Hey, I still know one guy with tires." Reminded. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have let us know that the the tires were an issue instead of it just you know like 
you kind of you see a kind of a blob. I mean, right. they're going to send Roller out when uh, we we all know he's an eighteen wheeler. He's an over the cab, you know, eighteen uh, wheeler that has plenty of you know oomph behind it, man. He, he, who who else saw a convoy when they were younger? I mean, that that thing is going to ram a lot of stuff. He's going to send Roller out a moon buggy, right? Yeah. At, at its best, Moon Buggy. That was Moon Buggy, like in the side scrolling arcade game, Moon Buggy. That's as good as he got. I, I love Moon Patrol. By the oh, way. I, I played I, that Moon the other Patrol, day. That's right. Oh, I love that yeah. game too. Terrible at it, but still. I was. I, I'm also in my advanced age. I'm also still terrible at it. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasted way too many tokens at um, this uh, retro arcade uh, playing it, and I was. Um, is it a play uh, or something? No, there's a new place over on the west side that is, uh, it's all retro games. Um, yeah. And uh, they even have a little tiny stage where somebody, apparently uh, people they play music, but uh, I don't know how you can fit more than one person on that stage because it's uh, it's, it's <laughs> real, like real that. small. But, um, but yeah. it, what's annoying about the places, some of the places have like a little, cause they, they, they have beer there also. Mm-hmm. And, um, but some of the uh, of the cabinets have like a little holder for your beer so you can set your, set your beer in this thing. Because, you know, a normal arcade cabinet slants down. So you can't right. set a you can't set a drink on the thing, right? right. Which is probably by design, so you don't you know, absolutely. So goons don't set a a thing. Yeah, like I wish that all guitar amps were slanted because I'm, I don't want people putting <laughs> beers on top of my amps. Um, but uh, but yeah, so some of them have like a little little basket thing on the front where you put the coin. And you can set your beer in there, and that's that's cool. That's that's a that's a game. Who? Why did no one think of that in like 1984? Like where's that been all my life? But um, some of them don't. And uh, and that and that's real that's real annoying. So um, yeah, uh, the the pinball machines all have them, which is cool. And they have Godzilla pinball, which is is real good, but it costs a dollar. So oh yeah, it's oh, like that uh, rock and roll pinball they have here in Opelika. That's that's great. So the only it's only a beer and wine uh, bar there. You can you have to make you know beer and wine cocktails, which are terrible, and give you a hangover. But they have all these old 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 like um, hula girl kind of uh, pinball machines. All you know the T two pinball machine, you know Aerosmith and. You know, Hot Wheels and all kinds of cool. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you can just you pay at the door and you play as much as you want. And, you know, yeah. See, these are like, like these are like paper uh, per thing or whatever. And you have to oh, get yeah. tokens, and the, the, the tokens are real clever because they have like a like uh, on the head side they have like a, a naked lady from the the chest up, and on the tail side they have a naked lady from the uh, from the from the back from the. Classy. Nice. Well, yeah, that just that just breathes class so much class. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is everybody keeps posting the how how clever and funny these uh, these tokens are, and and I was like. I was like, I don't know, man. They're like, oh, it's real kid friendly, and I'm like, is it though? Like, right. I don't think that I want to take my son, my ten year old son, to uh, as tales explain this. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, but they do. They have, they have uh, the old uh, Flash Gordon pinball, and uh, oh, that one's only one token per play. And I'm real, I'm real, real good at that at the table. So. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, also, the uh, Devaster has uh, has telekinetic eye beams and finger guns now. <laughs> he he's shooting like a uh, he's he's shooting like a like a like a old uh, 70s early 80s um you know big anime uh, robot just finger beams <laughs> he, was, all... he was very super robot he was like very uh, oh, yeah. Mazinger Z or something like that um, but yeah definitely Mazinger I, I'm good for that man I'm great with that just keep doing it but uh yeah Megatron actually there's a cool little part for lore kind of stuff uh, Megatron talks about extinguishing their laser cores which they brought in later on in beast wars as um sparks basically like this is like you shoot this and i'm dead kind of stuff which is kind of analogous because they do that kind of stuff all the time and no one seems to care but they just rebuild right. um except when you get to the 86 movie but we won't, we won't spoil that for ed here i wanted him to see that i've, seen, yeah, I've still i've still never i've still never seen it yeah i cannot wait till we get to that i can't ed i can't wait for you to hear the soundtrack oh my god the soundtrack slays ed 
It's I, I so mean, I, I know the one song. I know the 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 Donnie Wahlbergs or the Touch. Oh, that's yeah. not even. That's like not even in top three. No. Oh, for real. Instrumental oh, okay. construction. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, that. Exactly. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Okay. Um, no. All right. All right. I'll, 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 so, man. Okay. Will Jack's flying. He's got like he's got like arm rockets or something. He he does a whole super robot thing too, where he like hovers with arm rockets somehow. He never uses those again, but you know he's got wings. But whatever. Fun. I mean, it was kind of flying. Like he was almost like doing like the flying standing up thing, which uh, I, I'm on record many times saying that I'm a huge fan of uh, when dudes fly standing up, especially bad guys, because that's always right. like a like a sign that you're like real real bad. Like you know, right. Like, like right. Superman, when Superman was bad for a little while, you know, he was he flew standing up, you know, I'm like right. Magneto right. flies standing up, you know. Magneto definitely stands flying up. That's yeah. a power move, though, man. That's it a is. real power move. You stand up doing that, yeah. Um, so they shoot Devaster and he falls apart because apparently it doesn't lock you in just whatever mode you're in, it locks you in vehicle mode. Yeah, that was one of those like, well, this is going to work for the plot, so let's make this retro, this we're gonna, right. we're gonna retcon this thing, so it locks you in ro- on vehicle mode. See, that was, never- that was that was a real, real like gambit there because like what if they would have shot him that thing and he's stuck in like the vast war mode? Like you got a Godzilla like running Pretty like much. just unleashed. Like he doesn't have to uh, unform or anything. And dude, they it gets really bad. Um so Megatron says, I can't believe they defeated him. Which they've done like several times. Why can he believe <laughs> that? Exactly. He has no- he has no wins. <laughs> he has zero he has wins. To... They always beat him every time. And they always beat him the same way by knocking him apart. Right. He's the Brooklyn brawler. They beat him every time. <laughs> he has not beat anybody. This the, the animation goes so bad. It's like Johnny Quest, the original Johnny Quest bad animation. Right. Shut your mouth. Oh, dude, don't even tell me that's not good animation. Okay. Being nostalgic for something, take it from me. I, you know this as well as I do, is not the same thing as being good. Johnny Quest is a and gym-like jewel of wonder. Also, having good animation models is not the same as having good animation. There you go. That's a better See, way. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. But I feel like they kind of worked their way. Or I, I, I feel like they worked with the limitations of Johnny Quest. I, I mean, like no, 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 no. Quest. I love Johnny Quest. I love everything about it. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, that's... even the racism. But uh, <laughs> rampant racism. Okay, let me put it this Man. way: this is more like Johnny Chimpo and Super Troopers animation bad. Right. I don't think I know what I don't think I know what that is. You never seen Super Troopers? No. Oh, dude, no, I, I was like, I was like part of it. I didn't think it was funny. I'm like the one person on Earth that doesn't think doesn't think it's funny. And like, um, that is actually that is on brand for you so much. I just didn't get it. I just I was like I, I was like man, this is like because I think it's one of those things that like by the time i saw it i had had people screaming those lines in my face for like a year or two years and i'm just like oh you're gonna talk about a leader of cola and, and meow and all this stuff and i'm just like oh, god like it, it's like that team america movie that i've still never seen but oh, like, yeah, yeah. N- nobody like i'm like what's it about like oh it's so funny there's a song where they say america f yeah and like okay that's cool man but what's it about and it's like that's right. all, well there's a song and like there's like puppets and then i'm yeah. like and, and people will just like scream that part at me and i'm just like and okay I, I don't i don't think i want anything to do with this i, I hate that for i you. mean it is my belief that on that one if you take any of those jokes and remove puppets from it they're not funny no hmm. Like it's, if it's, it's only weird. funny that puppets are doing it and i don't think that sustains but with super troopers it's one of those I think I watched a little of it when it first came out and I didn't really dig it. 
And then it was on like late night on cable one night and I was just in the right mood for it. And it killed me. Yeah. The, um, there's, there's yeah. a, uh, there's something you said for those, like, okay. Uh, to America, imagine like the weird, creepy puppets from uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood doing oddball crap. Right. But, um, that, that's, that's one thing, dude, super troopers is one of those things when I, I, I went for our anniversary. We, me, my wife and I went to uh, Dahlonega, Georgia, which is like up there in the mountain a little bit, and uh, it was like old gold rush town kind of thing. And there yeah. is a there is an Irish pub restaurant called Shenanigans, and that line from Super Troopers came in like, "Hey, hey, uh, farmer, what's that? Uh, that that the place all the Irish on the walls? Oh, you mean Shenanigans, dude? I was so happy with an yeah. Irish pub place called Shenanigans. I took pictures of it. Right. That's, that's what it gets you just right." Right. Wasn't that wasn't that the name of the restaurant in waiting? Also, I think it's the restaurant in Office Space. Yes, no, 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 was, um, um, Flingers. Flingers. Yeah. Oh, um, it was um, like a um, TJ Fridays kind of ripoff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think the, I think the place in I, I think the, what's up? It was Chachkis. Chachkis. Well, because Flingers were Chachkis. Thing. She was like, well, "Meet me, meet me where Flingers or Chachkis." And yeah. right. Um, yeah, but no, I think the place in waiting was called Shenanigans because it was a. Um, it was very obviously a uh, like Bennigan's oh, with right. a different sign over it, <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty that sure that sense. it was called. I'm pretty sure that it was called Shenanigans. I haven't watched that movie in a very long time because um, it was hilarious when I saw it when I was waiting tables when I was uh, mm. as you guys as Jason as you guys say on your show when I was living the life right, um, and uh, now that I'm out of the life, um, I I look back on those things and I'm like man that was awful that was i don't want anything to do with it. it's like people telling me to watch the bear and i'm I, and i start watching that and i'm like i'm like ah i don't this hits a little too close to home it's too good actually what? yeah like um you've heard the, you know the movie sideways right and you know i've done yeah. for years i've sold wine i i right. hated to watch that movie because it's so pretentious and it's all the kind of people i hate dealing with a lot of the time the in the wine community like oh don't be that guy please don't be that guy usually got to watch it like okay i can i kind of i understand what this is is just really 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 bad buddy movie they're terrible people but uh yeah that it's just one of those things where you see too much of what you recognize like dude i want to i want to escape reality what am i doing watching this well the one thing i can say good for waiting is i i'm of this firm belief that if you're a cop or a doctor, watching TVs and movies must suck. Because anytime I watch something that I actually know anything about, they always get it wrong. Every movie about a band sucks, <laughs> except for that thing you do. Uh, that movie's great. But, uh, but uh, I don't ever hear anybody say that about waiting. Everyone who ever waited table said, yeah, that's what it's like. Oh, that's it's absolutely, like it's absolutely accurate. Um, yeah, I'll say right now... With my current career, I'll say right now that uh, Silicon Valley, nothing in that movie is exaggerated or false by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's get to the uh, the roundup here, man. Like, Ed, tell me what your kid brain thinks of this. Ooh, okay. So uh, this uh, episode, like, man, as as kid brain, like, um, I just, like, I had, like, a weird fascination with races because, like, um, this, is, this is a real dumb... Uh, real dumb tangent real dumb memory but um like I've, i'm canonically I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, dungeons and dragons but there was another game called uh, top secret that was <laughs> um like the spy version of D where you played like 80s spies or whatever and it, it's like you look through the, the rule book and it's like a patrick nagel uh illustrated the entire thing right it looks like just posters from like nail salons um <laughs> uh 
uh, and, and Ferrari. Ed, I'm always in the pocket for a Nagel reference. Uh, man, I, you know, um, you know, there was once I was at, uh, I was in Atlanta at a thrift store once and, um, like, I guess a nail salon had gone out of business because they had two Nagel. I don't, I think they, I don't think they were Nagels, but they were like, they, they were close enough to where it was like, I would have hung them up. Right. Called them Nagels. Right. These things were like, they were like 10 feet tall by about seven feet wide. Like, they were absolutely massive and they were 20 bucks a piece but there was just no physical way that i could have gotten them in the car that i was in because they, right. they were they were huge i was like i i need both of these like I, right. I need i need these um i didn't get them i was real bummed out i did that on that same trip though i did find a uh uh, a, a crew shirt from the movie from the first Hellboy movie that's just the BPRD logo. It's a gray shirt with the BPRD logo, so it looks oh, yeah. like a, it looks like a uh, like an FBI shirt, you know, like one of those shirts that you know, like off duty, right. uh, like Mulder would wear or something like that. But it's just the uh, um But anyway, so back back to my get off that tangent. Back to my other tangent. Um, there was like <laughs> a, a source book for uh, for Top Secret called High Stakes Gamble, and I was like, oh, it looks cool. So I got that when I was a kid, and it was I didn't know what it was about, but it was all about like Monaco car racing, and I was like, well, this is how do you spy stuff in a race car? I'm, I was just you ever seen mystifying James Bond? What you, what's that? You ever saw James Bond? Yeah, but I mean, it makes it makes oh. sense now as an adult. It makes sense, but as a like a like an eight year old, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, but I was like, oh, well, this is maybe this is cool. Maybe this is what cool guys do. They race cars or whatever. And like, <laughs> um, and uh, so, and all, like I said before, I'm also from North Carolina, which is like the, the home of, uh, of of NASCAR. Um, and uh, and my man Richard Petty had the assist with the slam dunk, getting me a, a, a go kart when I was a kid. That said, uh, I mean, uh, man, uh, kid brain, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I'd probably go like, uh, I mean, you get, you get devastator who's actually does a bunch of stuff and you almost get like, um, you almost get a dude getting thrown into a shredder, which they stretch right. out like for maximum dramatic effect. <laughs> um, I, I would, so kid brain would go, is going to go. It was it was it was good enough. Uh, Kid Brain would go uh, three footios in your audios <laughs> out of five. Um, adult Brain, on the other hand, uh, like uh, man, I, they, they kept teasing me with the backgrounds. I wanted to look at more backgrounds. I wanted more ads. Um, I wanted more crazy buildings, like in the last episode. That was that's what saved the last episode for me was the well, all the crazy buildings um, and all the uh, bars and appliance stores. Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah, it just, it, the animation was terrible and, and, uh, at least I got to make fun of it. Um, uh, and it wasn't an energy storyline. So I guess, you know, adult brain's going to go like two and a half, uh, Harry's bears out of, uh, out of five. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Jay, who, what do you got? What do you, uh, you know, it's funny because I think, a kid would have really enjoyed this episode because there's just a lot of Transformers in it. You basically see the whole season one cast except for the Dinobots. Yeah. Um, but Jehu as a kid would have been like, what have you done for me lately? Why are there no <laughs> season two people in this? Because, you know, at this point, you're really just watching as a kid. You're just watching it to see Transformers. You don't yeah. care about the story. So yeah. for me personally... I probably would give it two fake paraplegics. Um, <laughs> um, as an adult, I don't know, man. I 
I maybe would like it more as an adult because I had fun making fun of the animation. I had fun making oh just the overall silliness of it, all the inconsistencies, uh, you know, the the fact that Chip stood up and caught something. It wasn't just that he stood up. Because, you know, you can maybe stand up by having your hands on the rails. But he stood up and caught something. That was deliberate. Somebody did that on purpose. Somebody a German sticker grenade, hilarious. too, by the way. That, that grenade looked like a, very much like a uh, like a German uh, yes. final hand grenade from uh, World War II. God, yeah, I did. So just because I believe somebody was having fun with this one, I'm going give to it, give it four radiator sabotages. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God. Oof, that's that's strong. Okay, yeah, this is bad. There's just no other way around it. This is bad. It's so silly. But I loved all the stupid, weird decisions they made, including, yeah, the the 10 minutes of I'm going to put Ironhide in the shredder. We're going to do it. We're going to do it now. And uh, the claw. They, it was like one. It looked like one of those claw machine claws. You put, you know, you put five dollars in, you don't get anything out of it. And uh, it was terrible. But, uh, you know, dude, nothing could save this. I just alone how bad it was and how if I wasn't doing this, I would never watch this episode again. Right. never i would never i mean i only want to make fun of this episode again this is going to go like okay this is going to go in the back burner of like if i am tired of anything good i'll watch this but the best part of it was chip chase standing up catching the grenade <laughs> on top of the hill there's no railings he just goes oh okay got it right okay so uh yeah by that alone i will that, that earns it a half of a transfixatron so it gives it a one and a half transfixatrons out of five that is bad. This is like Carnages and C minor in season three bad, which you will find out about that. By the way, Jehu, that episode you're thinking of is the Trans Europe Express. Okay, when you guys get to that, have me back because I do genuinely love that episode. Yeah, like like the Craftwork song. I mean, bro, I, I you just sold me on that. I'm I'm already giving it. I'm giving it five man machines out of five already. <laughs> <laughs> It's five yeah. of the models out of five. You got to get there first. And there's a lot of good stuff in between there, including uh, next week is actually for uh, the um, for the uh, liberal agenda. We have the Golden Lagoon. It's a very much a um, you know don't mess up the environment kind of episode. All right, it's a good is one it though. It's a, really is, a good one. Is it a reference to the Blue Lagoon, the the, the famous film, the Blue Lagoon? Uh, without uh, with much less Brooke Shield, yeah. Right, and much yeah. less nudity. Yeah, oh, I guess I guess all Transformers are always nude. All so maybe yeah, more exactly. nude. Um, yeah, I just kind of give it a weird twist. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I could have lived without <laughs> no that stuff. All right, guys. Um, Jehu, thanks for being here, man. It was always fun to have you on this um, because you and Ed have a different connection, so it's always kind of cool to hear the different side of things. And uh, everyone, thanks for being here. Check out Real Phonies, R-E-E-L-P-H-O-N. IES, spelling that in the head. Uh, that's a fun podcast. I listen to it every time it comes out as well. So thanks awesome. for being here. Y'all have a good week and I hope everyone enjoyed it. And we will see you next time. Oh, on the oh Jay, who did, did you want to plug anything? Did you, yeah, you want to plug anything please. before you go? I didn't even know oh, if you had yeah, any real funnies. Hey, first of all, before I plug something, I wanted to say something to your all's associate, Boo. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he said I sounded like Paul Lind, he did. I was going to come on here and call you guys dum dums the whole time, <laughs> but then I looked it up. Paul Lind is not the great kazoo. Harvey Corman is the great kazoo. Yeah, but he's he has to be doing a Paul Lind thing, right? Maybe like, so. 
Uh, he said but, that, and I didn't watch clips on YouTube of Paul Linda. Like, oh my god! <laughs> no, uh, I I loved that. Uh, but uh, the the uh, the only thing I got to plug is coming up uh, in a couple weeks, Friday the nineteenth. My band, the Deadly Fist of Kung Fu, uh, we're playing a benefit for our friend Rodney Uberoth. He had a stroke recently. I used to, I've played in multiple bands with Rod. He's uh, one of my oldest friends. Uh, our drummer couldn't make it to town, so we're doing an acoustic show. Uh, so if the only reason you never come watch us is because of our ear-piercing volume, here's your chance. You're playing nice. Grandpa's guitars? We're playing the Grandpa's because That's literally all guitars. we said to each other last night is, we're playing the Grandpa's guitars. Oh, okay, so all right. Much. <laughs> oh, so um, are you guys, uh, so uh, I don't know how relevant this is to a lot to a good chunk of our uh, our audience base, but um, we're, uh, we have uh, Pensacon coming up in Pensacola, um, which Evan, I think you and I talked about probably mm -hmm. going to that. Uh, Jay, who are you? I know you guys do like panels uh, sometimes. We uh, did panels one year and then we got super lazy, which uh, uh, by the way, uh, Evan, you remember when you wrote us a letter? Yes. We no. covered it this week. <laughs> That's how <laughs> lazy we are. I wrote an email off of the, uh, off of the, um, the, um, oh God, the Instagram page. Yeah, we uh, oh we, my god, um, like that's Joseph's fault. He, I don't, I don't know if he runs the podcast, but I know I don't run the podcast, so I'm blaming him for doing a bad job. That's awesome. You sent us an email a while back and killed me, man. I had to send one back to you and I sent it to Ed. Like, you got to see this, man. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so wound up on manic energy today after at that day after reading that comic i was like who will care about that and it's like these guys will care about Dude, that totally we will uh, yeah yeah you can guarantee that, that we will always care about it, yeah any oh. dumb random things so uh <laughs> totally. yeah but are, are you guys going to pencil are you guys going to pensacon or uh... i those guys haven't said anything to me or if they have i didn't pay attention so i can't say for sure i gotcha um well, um, I don't, I don't, I don't usually go. Like I, I worked the first two years and I haven't been, I haven't like gone ever since then, but, um, my wife really wants to meet Pauly Shore and, um, <laughs> and uh, cause she loves, uh, the movie son-in-law and, um, man, who doesn't, that's a banger. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's very good. I had never seen it until she made me watch it and mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Biodome? Uh, I haven't seen Biodome, Biodome either, but, um. Uh, but I, I, I kind of want to meet uh, Dr. Britt Baker, the professional wrestler. Oh, and right also, on. they just announced uh, Ron Perlman. Yes. Oh, oh snap. Yeah. I was and, actually going to go to that. I, I'm not usually uh, the person that, that, that'll wait in line for autographs or whatever, but like I've got some really awesome uh, giant Hellboy uh, action figures that uh, those would look very cool with uh, with a Ron Perlman have scribbling a silver Sharpie on them. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I may uh, I may end up uh, I may end up doing that. I think one of the no goes is here this year too. I'm not sure. I think yeah, one of them shows up every year, but um, there's a good amount of people. Um, that reminds me actually the um because you know I, I used to go to BotCon like the Transformers convention and um we um we're trying to put together the uh, YouTube for uh, last week's Make Tracks, which Abu is um he had a little trouble getting all the stuff together for me. So we're, I'm gonna I'm trying to get that all situated so we can get that done so we can move on to this one. And uh, he has this um this um you know uh, tracks like a repaint of the track story. He's got, uh, McConaughey is the voice actor for him. He, uh, his, his, uh, signature. I remember they were at a botcon and the whole joke about Raul and tracks, it was just like some weird, you know, gay lover thing. This little, his little, um, you know, um, his Filipino, or not Filipino, Jesus, his, uh, his anyways, his little buddy, we'll say that. Right. And, uh, it, Matthew McConaughey, he goes, tracks is not gay. <laughs> like that with the the, the Harvard chin. He's not gay. There's nothing going on there with Raul. 
<laughs> which is perfect. That's oh, great. great. Louis oh, Gossett yeah. Jr. is also going to be at Pensacon. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and I'll take it to my grave that Iron Eagle is a better movie than uh, Top Gun. Uh, oh, 100%. I'll, I'll tell him that, too. How many giant leg-mounted tape decks does Top Gun have? None. None. Zero. How, well, I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this at you, too. How many... Uh, how many 80s Cold War jet fighter dogfights are there in Top Gun? There aren't any. Right. There's not a single scene of, of jet fighters doing jet fighter stuff in there. Right. They just fly around. Yeah. They just fly around. Dude, Iron Eagle, dude blows up a refinery. He blows up other airplanes. And like, he steals an airplane. And, uh, God. And man, this is a close death match, but, but I would go with Louis Gosses Jr. cooler than Tom Scarrett. 100%. No, Ooh, they're both no, no, pretty no, no, cool. Yeah, that's Louis cool. Gossett Jr. Lewis, is cooler because he gave birth to an alien egg. Tom Scarrett, <laughs> Tom Scarrett um, was was the most seventies looking dude of all time in Alien, though. Yeah. He was. He was so good in that. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. He looked like he was from the Eagles. <laughs> he that. does look like. He was from the <laughs> or that he sold the Eagles cocaine. Oh, I, oh, oh no, man. absolutely. Absolute. I will say also not to not to plug Pentagon. They don't need it. Um, also, mm-hmm. Andrew Robinson, who is Garrick. In um DS9 mm-hmm. and from a Hellraiser, Andrew Robson, you know, the, the father, he's right. been there as well. He looks looks oh. rough right nowadays, but I'm I'm excited for that. I gotta warm yeah. up. But uh yeah, um man, cool. Where where's the show gonna be at again? I'm sorry. I don't know if you said it. It's gonna be the handlebar. I it's on a Friday, I believe the 19th, but I'm not great with dates. It's gonna be <laughs> well, on a Friday that's not this Friday. It, okay. it is. It is the nineteenth, and it is Friday. I, uh, okay, awesome. I, I had the page. Uh, I had the page pulled up. Um, cool. So I will probably. I'll probably end up going to that. Um, yeah, you should come. It's going to be fun. Kyle is playing mandolin. Mandolin is not an instrument. Kyle plays. So you oh. are playing grandpa's guitars. Yes. No, that oh, wasn't a, yeah. a joke. Oh. We're playing the grandpa's. Whoa. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Is Tim playing with you guys too? Tim is playing bass that night. Nice. Yes. Right on. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well. Uh, all yeah. Right, well, Let's cut it there. Uh, Ed, do you have anything for us to cut it out tonight? No, I'm not. I'm not doing a quote and uh, and I'm not going off on a tangent about Warhammer either because uh, we don't have time for that. So uh, yeah, you're right I, about that. I, all I'll say is roll for the show. Perfect. Let's take it easy, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> Later, guys. Guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is performed by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research done by Boo of the AxelonUnderground.net. All used images in the videos are property of Sunbow, Hasbro, Paramount, or Marvel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week with us. We appreciate it.